Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed and I'm Ken Knapsack for another edition of Force Center episode nine. And we have a full crew here today with me, as always, is Mr. Joseph Scrimshaw. Hello, I'm happy to be here, Ken Knapsack. Yes, let's just do an entire <laughs> show talking like Sith Lords. Okay. Your name, I didn't realize, other than being a great beer, is, is very Sith worthy of Sith 
voice worthy. Oh yeah, Scrimshaw. Oh yeah, yeah. You can spend a lot of time on my. You can roll hard <laughs> syllables there. Uh, sitting next to him is uh, our uh, our third person in the uh, in the cockpit here for our ship. Uh, the, what we've now determined is is of course the main star destroyer, the super star destroyer of the Force Center podcast feed, Force Center, Ms. Jennifer Landa, and uh, that's because I'm keeping in tune with your kayfabe character. <laughs> I was, I was we all know you're married with a kid, but. Uh, Right. In Ms. Jennifer Landa here Thank in the Force Center world. Landa. Landa. Yeah, there's a lot of vowels. Great. Yeah, that, 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 that's got some Landa. That's, yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. Yeah, it's more like, he's, more like Palpatine's burping, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. Landa. <laughs> uh, excuse me. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, <laughs> Jennifer, so great to have you here. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. And in just two days at the airing of this recording, we're going to hear the third episode of <laughs> The Jedi Beat. Yes. You put a lot of work into this one. I did. I've had a chance to listen to it. It's amazing. But give us a quick preview of what's coming. Ooh, get ready to <laughs> journey into the Star Wars ring theory. Yeah. Uh, I got to talk to Mike Climo himself, the creator and author of the essay on the Star Wars ring theory. And it's, I just think it's really a fascinating uh, look at the original trilogy, how it connects mm. to the prequels. And I think it also redeems the prequels for those of you who were yes. like myself, who are not such big fans of the prequels. That was one of the interesting things in listening to the show right? and getting it ready for air, which I don't have to do anything. I drag your file and put it in there and, 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 and export. Um, yeah, you admit some stuff. I do. That from when I first met you on, on Jedi Alliance to now, yeah. there, there's been an awakening. There has. Yeah. The Grinch's heart grew. That's great. Ten sizes. And it's uh, fascinating. I'm really excited for you guys out there to uh, hear the third episode of Jedi Beat. It is uh, a great show, and I'm so happy that we have it here on the network. But we have a guest today, a fourth, joining us. He is from the Schmoes No Show crew, one of the 22 people yes. needed to get that show off the ground. Yep. He's from the B team. He's also a member of the JTE Movie Thinks podcast network with the Movie News. Yep. Uh, what do you guys call that? Uh, JTE Movie News. No, that's pretty simple. Okay. Yep. Yep. I would think it'd be something else. Uh, but he is Mr. Andres Cabrera. How's it going, guys? Yeah. Ace. Ace, yeah. It's only Ace. No one knows my real name. Yeah. And it's totally okay. So. Ace is a pretty good, if people are going to call you something that's not your yeah, name, Ace it's a good, is pretty good. It's a good nickname, man. I, I was yeah. definitely okay with it when they gave me that nickname. I was like, all right, I can I can deal with that. And now no one knows my real name. How, <laughs> how, I can't even remember how we got to Ace. Was it just because you were the young kid on the block? No, I think it, this, it's funny because I remember when my first time there, they were throwing nicknames around. Right. And I was just like, oh, please don't call me that in my head. But yeah. first, I was like, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think it was my hair. That's right. It was my hair. I had the Ace Ventura okay. kind of ah. sliding up here. Oh, so right. there was a there was an intent to insult. <laughs> yes. But it came out cool in the it end. It came out cool. I was like, Ace is kind of cool, man. I, yes. I dig it. I dig it. That's so. how we roll over in Schmoville. <laughs> the intent to insult. Is, uh, and, and it usually works out. It, yeah. Yeah. it usually works out. But Ace, uh, Squad Leader Ace on squad Twitter. Squad Leader Ace, yeah. So it's worked out. Yeah. Uh, you were here, and I know uh, you are a big Star Wars fan. Huge Star Wars fan. It's uh, it, it fueled your young existence. Mm-hmm. And even though you feel your turn 
sounding old because you're coming up on the ripe old age of 25. Mm, ancient years, man. To us, or particularly to me, I won't speak for the other two here, <laughs> you're a young buck. And I'm fascinated with the generational aspect of Star Wars. Yeah, I can give you guys some some thoughts, man. Some thoughts on the prequels, some thoughts on the original trilogy, <laughs> cool. and some thoughts on The Force Awakens. So From I'm a certain to... point of youth. Exactly. You. But before that, we're going to go into some news. And Mr. Scrimshaw, you are definitely the man with the plan for the news. Yeah, so there are a couple things that jumped out at me uh, that have been uh, boiling in Star Wars land recently. Uh, the first one, which is fascinating to me, was J.J. Uh, Abrams uh, said that he might have made a mistake. I believe he used the actual word mistake. And before I even continue with this, it, I think it's fascinating that we live in a world <laughs> where directors will come out and go, all right, nerds, I'm sorry. You yelled at me enough that I am going to say sorry. Uh, so he said that he might have made a mistake having Leia hug Ray yeah. instead of Chewbacca and then gave his reasoning for it. Uh, and his reasoning was like, and we've talked about it, I think, on this very podcast when we were talking about Force yeah. Awakens, that he felt that Chewbacca was focused on this attachment he had made to Finn and Chewbacca wanted to make sure that Finn was okay and that Leia and Rey, uh, Leia had gotten plenty of information about who Rey was, and they both sensed this connection through the Force, and specifically this trauma about Han and uh, the similarities in their backgrounds. And it just, that made sense is the first greeting of, we understand each other, we're going to hug. So that's basically what Abrams said it was, but he felt that people didn't get that because they were too distracted by, you screwed the Wookiee again. <laughs> First, you don't give him a medal way back in the day, and now you don't even hug him when his best friend and your ex-husband dies. You just go walk right past Chewbacca. So uh, I, I am on Abram's side mm -hmm. that I think it was the absolute right choice hmm. in the film. I don't think it was a mistake hmm. at all, but I'm curious, what do you guys think? I think that, like J.J. Abrams said, it was a mistake of blocking. Because yeah. if you if we hadn't seen Chewie in the shot, we probably would not have maybe cared as much. I feel like in the moment, I was a little bit taken out of it. It wasn't quite as organic. I had to kind of piece together in my mind, okay, well, they know each other through the force, blah, 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 blah. It took me a second. And plus, I was still reeling from Han's death. That yeah. I just, the first time I watched it, I was just like, oh. So, um, so yeah, I don't know. But... Uh, the comment section, of course, people are saying this is a huge error. How could he have done this? This is laziness, yeah. poor storytelling. How I mean, it's the same things all mm. over again that we saw with George Lucas. They're yeah. saying the exact same thing. Yeah, it's almost as if the comment sections have uh, have a have a rhythm and routine to what they do, right? Repetition. Um, I uh, so so you're kind of in middle ground. Yeah. Joseph's coming down hard line on not a mistake. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, I'm yeah, putting words in I would be happy there, if there but... was like a knowing look exchange between Chewie and Leia, but right. I feel like the more interesting and important beat yes. is that hug between Leia and Ray. Yeah, so I can get behind you yeah. are in the middle. In the middle, I think it would have been very powerful. I think that mm -hmm. I would have continued crying if I had seen mm -hmm. the two of them hug. It would have been quite a moment. Yeah, but I don't know. So I'm what, okay. Yeah, Ken, where are you at? I I can't. My integrity would would not be here if I didn't say I had a huge problem with it at the time. I I but mm. it wasn't necessarily the chewy lack of chewy hug. I didn't didn't feel I got my Han moment. I didn't feel I got my light a candle Han's gone moment. I don't know right. what I needed out of it. That so that's the moment I looked at, like, oh, Chewie didn't even get it. And uh, I'll go into more why I actually look at JJ. I, I 
amused completely like you, you Joseph we live in a time that he has to do this N- this is not the first time he's had to do this because I googled the story and I went J.J. Abrams admits and the first thing was <laughs> uh, Star Trek in the darkness was a bad thing like oh, and there was articles oh, about yeah. that and J.J. having to admit stuff about that so I'll get more into that um, but his explanation changed my tone a little bit and I understand it a little bit uh, Mr. Cabrera Ace as it is yeah, Your I'm, thoughts? I'm I'm a I'm definitely more leaning towards Jennifer's side. For me, when I when I first saw it, I didn't quite notice it. I felt like I was more reacting to Han's death. I was just like, he just died, he just sure. died. But uh, afterwards, my friends pointed it out, and they were like, why would she hug Ray? It almost seemed out of place, where it's like you don't really know this person, and it almost seemed kind of shoot in there, where it's like Ray's the main character. Look mm-hmm. at Ray, look at Ray, and it felt like yeah, if anyone needed some sort of comfort, it's Chewie because it's like his best friend, and it's not like Leia and we don't know each other so i do feel like it's warranted saying that it might have been a mistake i don't feel like it's a gigantic mistake yeah. i feel like it's if anything it's just a small little like maybe i should have paid more attention to chewy and han but i think it's fine i think it's cool that jj would actually pay attention to the fans enough to do that though but yeah. it seems like he would be i like the that dis- i love the discussion i love that we can have the back and forth but to get to that point where you use like mistakes and apologize it feels like too too far because i feel like the creator creates something yeah. and then the people react right. you know and to have that it's just you know that's a, i'll defend george lucas for that where yeah. he said i know you don't like the special editions i know many of you don't like the prequels but they're my damn movie, and either right. like it or don't. And right. I, yeah. I, I think maybe this is an age thing, uh, but I like a little bit of I create it, you react. Mm-hmm. Boom. Yeah. No, there's a lot to that, too. And I'll tell you, his explanation of it made me, again, I wasn't going around with a pitchfork saying, give me Abram's head over this moment, but I definitely felt, I just felt a little uh, chewy. And then they cut to him have been sad later on, and it's like, all right, cool, I get it. But to hear him go, hey, from my point of view, Chewie made a really good connection with Finn. Yeah. Finn helped him earlier in the movie. So Chewie was concerned about him there. Mm-hmm. Get inside that Star Wars nerd bubble bubble we love to live in. I'm like, that makes sense story-wise to me now. Right. Yeah. And then I can get behind the Ray and the uh you know, Ray and Leia, which I want to get into a little bit more based on Abrams' quote here. But yeah, for me, I you know what? Abrams doesn't need to apologize, but he explained himself. It's one of those asked and answered. Yep. Why would that oh, that's why? Okay. I can move on from that. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know if that helps. Does that help you at all? Yeah, Please? yeah, it helps me for sure. I, yeah, I think there's that dual question of should Leia have hugged Chewie? That's one question. Mm-hmm. And then should Leia have hugged Ray? is a Ray. kind of a separate question. And I feel like what Abrams is saying is I, I'm not apologizing, that he's not apologizing for the fact that Leia and Ray hugged, that his, right. his reasoning for that is clear and solid. And, but he's apologizing, like you were saying, more for the like the blocking. Right. Like I should have handled Ugh. Chewie and Leia passing by each other, like ships in the night a little <laughs> bit better. It's just crazy to me. I mean, like J.J. Abrams, one of the greatest directors. Like, yeah, that that blocking was not so good. Like, right. I just can't believe it. And then, of course, the commenters are like, "How could how could no one on set have noticed this? Or when people are watching the film, how come Kathleen Kennedy didn't see this? How come Lawrence Kasdan didn't see this?" Uh, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" And this is, and this is the part that I'm going to go into. My my high register because I get upset. I go to the high <laughs> register when I'm upset. I'm like, this is what I like about Force Awakens is I think they were really in pursuit of the things that are not clear answers and make you wonder. And I feel like Leia and Chewie hugging, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. But that's what's expected. That's two plus two equals four. Right. Mm-hmm. And Leia and Ray hugging is just strange 
algebra that we get to wonder about. This right. is very true. And it's I very think, linear. Yeah. Yeah. Of like right. the way it should be. Uh-huh. Two plus two equals four. Leia and, and Chewie should hug because Han died. That's the way the math works. And like right. it does make sense, but I love that there's so many things in the movie that invite you to wonder and speculate. There's a ton of things in The Force Awakens that do that. You're yeah. absolutely right. We came out of that movie with more questions going in, and I, I, for one, was really excited about that because now we have a world to crawl up into and go, what is going on? <laughs> Which is why I don't consider The Force Awakens just a New Hope retread. Yeah. it it Story beats similar. It's very, dare I say, in line with the ring theory. <laughs> We're going to find that out, Jennifer. Yeah. But um, for me, again, hearing it more, it makes sense. And, and the Ray. Leia thing. So, hey, someone asked more. So, during the movie, you had that immediate reaction of, well, why are they even doing that, or afterwards? Afterwards, completely. I had to, it had to be pointed out to me. At first, for me, it was just like I was still recovering over Han's death, which I did see coming sure, pretty right. much sure. at the beginning of the movie. But it's still, for me, I was just like not noticing it at all until my friends told me afterwards, hey, why would. Uh, Leia hung Ray, and I was just like, "Oh, that's a good point. Why would that happen?" Mm-hmm. And it felt kind of out of place once they told me. And again, I saw The Force Awakens a ton of times, so I sure. noticed it again. But yeah. at first, I was just concerned over Han's death. So, yeah. So uh, let's get it. Abrams has this quote, and I'm reading from the Independent.co.uk over there in England. Uh, and he says, "My thinking at the time was that Chewbacca, despite the pain he was feeling, was focused on trying to save Finn and getting him taken care of. So I tried to have Chewie go off with him and focus on Ray, meaning the story, and then have Ray find Leia and Leia find Ray. The idea be, uh, be uh, excuse me, the idea being that both of them, being strong with the Force and never having met, would know about <laughs> each other." That Leia would have been told about her beyond what she saw on we saw on screen, and Ray, of course, would have learned about Leia, and that reunion would be a meeting and a reunion all in one, and a sort of commiseration of their mutual loss. That's pretty big. It yeah. carries ramification for Star Wars speculation. Yeah. Did he mean never having met yet in The Force Awakens, or just I I, I think right. that. Probably rules out mom because you're the only mother here. But I think you feel like you've met your child as it passes out of your body, right? Like that's that's a form of saying hello. How do yes. you do? Yeah. Hello there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's some talk about Star Wars speculation. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't get too much out of it. I feel like there's plenty of uh, ways where Ray could still be Luke's daughter sure. and have not encountered Leia. But it does seem to be like she's not. Leia and Han's child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again, I'd like to point out, we live in a world where a director has to apologize for something he did in the movie, and then his comment about the apology spawns 10 minutes of discussion. <laughs> exactly. We're in a great time. Ace, uh, I want to know point blank yeah. outside of this news story, and we'll continue the news here. Yeah. Okay. Ray's parents. What's your guess? Uh, there's so many ways you can go in this. I mean,. What do I think it is? Or laser blaster to, to your head? What do you want? Yeah, it to yeah. Be? What do you want it to be? What's going to make you like pump yeah. your fist in the theater? I think the thing that would make the most sense to me, and the thing that would I would say, okay, that's why she was so powerful, is if she was a child of the Force. She cool. was created by the Force, uh, like Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, that would be the thing that would satisfy me. It would to me that would make more sense as to 
how she is so strong in the Force and how she was able to do all the things she did at the end of Force Awakens. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people want Luke. A lot of people want some sort of descendant of Obi-Wan, which would be kind of cool because Obi-Wan's my favorite. But to me, the thing that would make the most sense and make me happy is Mm -hmm. make her a child of the Force, created by the Force. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'm yeah. getting more and more behind that mm-hmm. line of thinking. Yeah. You'd be yeah, okay with that, Jennifer? Oh, yeah, me too. You want I some agree. midi-chlorians in play here? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. Midi-chlorians. My second uh, choice after Luke. I, I like Do the straight-up Luke, yeah. but I like the Child of the Force a lot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Speaking of Luke Skywalker, <laughs> Mr. Mark uh, Hamill was in the news. Yeah, so the other bit of news we had is that Mark Hamill was responding, I think, to a couple different fans on social media, a couple different places, and it basically said that Luke's orientation was up for grabs because somebody, I think, directly asked him, hey, I've always thought that maybe Luke is gay. And and Hamill basically said, right now, Luke can be anything you want him to be. There's ne- never been anything in film that is canon. And I think was saying it in a very supportive way because the person was coming to him saying, like, I'm looking at Luke as a role model of this, you know, great man uh, who is also gay. And he's like, run, run with it. Have, yeah. Great. Have fun. Yeah. Uh, and of course, that might change in future movies. Right. But I, yeah, I was curious what you guys, uh, how, wait, what reactions you had to that. Ace, where are you at with that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it's a great comment. For it's it's definitely something that we'll probably find out later, if anything. But mm. I think I don't know. I I feel like Luke might maybe he didn't find anyone. Maybe yeah. he did stay true to the old school uh, ways of the Jedi and just trained in the force and didn't fall in love with anyone didn't get get a wife or get a partner in life so Mm -hmm. i feel like that might yeah be uh, another addition to his comment where he's like he can be whatever you want because maybe he just doesn't hook up with anyone yeah maybe he's just asexual and just never had any interest Mm -hmm. in it and you know that's perfectly makes sense in star wars world yeah and especially being a jedi where the whole jedi thing is like not be with anyone you're one right. with the fours and, and hey the first girl you kiss is your sister it might <laughs> might send you to an area where you're like i'm going to think about some things and think about who i am and what i am and then and, and then it gets finds the jedi way jennifer uh obviously uh um what what luke's uh, luke skywalker's orientation certainly shouldn't matter story-wise um but at the same time it, it, it could change things it could take where, where you when you hear mark hamill talking about it, where where does your mind go I think it's great that he's bringing up this issue just like J.J. Abrams did a little mm-hmm. while back, saying, yeah, we, we can have a gay character in Star Wars. Why not? That's the exciting thing about this universe. My husband and I actually had an interesting discussion this morning, and my husband's like, well, maybe Luke was, you know, couldn't come to grips with the fact that he is gay, and so he was closeted. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not how the Star Wars world works. Like, that's what I love about the Star Wars world yeah. is that there isn't, as far as I can tell, racism. So, mm-hmm. you know, if Luke Unless is, you're the emperor. Unless, unless yeah, exactly. Species. But if Luke is gay, I don't yeah. feel like it's going to be an issue. Or any character, new character that they bring right, in. Right, it right. should just be that they're gay and it's accepted and there's that's fine. It doesn't need to be, I think, like a part of a story where they're, you know, dealing with that sexuality. Right, or, right, you know right. what I mean? And so but it was interesting. My husband's like, I think that would be great. Why not have Star Wars tackle that and be like mm-hmm. Give young people who are struggling with that, give them hope or give them, you know, like, look, this is okay. Right. This, the, your heroes are dealing with what you're dealing with. Right. 
Yeah. I think I, I'm, oh, go yeah. ahead. No, no. I mean, that was just, I was like, no, that's not my Star Wars. And that <laughs> is how breakfast goes <laughs> at the land. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like thinking of it as just variations on a theme. Like, I think especially the main films are always going to deal with the same kind of themes of uh, being pulled from old movies and Flash Gordon and serials. And I, for me, any sort of sexuality is always going to have that sort of 1940s romance mm. of, you know, mm-hmm. Bogart and Bacall kind of romance, like that Empire Strikes Back created so well. And I would love to just see more variations on that theme. So if it's gay people or asexual people or aliens right. re- relate sexually in some Riker-esque way that we've never thought of yet, <laughs> that's fine as long as it still kind of feels like that pulpy theme and mood yeah. that nice. Luke has created. And we discussed that a little bit in Force Center episode six, Joseph, talking yeah. about sh- romance and the, the apparent lack of romance in The Force Awakens and what we get in the new trilogy and, and a lot of things. And Abrams point blank saying, hey, there is going to be a gay character in the Star Wars uh, cinematic universe, what I gather, because already in the new expanded canon it, it is. And of course... Anything controversial like that's going to bring certain people out of the woodwork. And uh, one of the best rebuffs I've seen is if you're if you're worried, why would you be worried about uh, uh, what humans are doing in the galaxy? But you seem to accept Kanan and Hera, two species, and that doesn't seem bizarre to you at all. Like it's just yeah. like that's what yeah. you're focusing. Yeah, that is a, a, a fantasy fake species, and I can see you getting not picking up on it. But it is a good point. Like Tweedlicks and humans might are there. There you're worried, not worried about that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's one of those things where the Star Wars universe is is it, there's people hooking up with different species and aliens. It, it being gay or lesbian should not should not be an issue in the <laughs> yeah. Star Wars universe at all, right? right. Exactly. So, or surprising at all because it's like yeah, this is a place where different species and aliens just connect and. Develop relationships. So. Yeah, and maybe Ray is maybe Ray could be Luke's daughter, and Luke could be utterly asexual, and Luke's just like I decided to make a kid in the Force. <laughs> Why not? Did a lightsaber, also made a child. <laughs> uh, this is not the first time Hamill has, has I think addressed this stuff. I mean, yeah. I've right. seen him tweet other things before. Uh, a while back, I, I was I saw it pop up on my screen where he was like, I never thought about Luke as being anything. Hmm. Just never occurred to me, and never was key to the character. So uh, it's definitely interesting. It is uh, interesting and good times we're living in, and he have these. These are the kind of good discussions that Star Wars uh, will continue to spawn, I'm sure, as we move on. Um, so uh, interesting stuff there. Anything else there, Joseph? No, those are the big news items that jumped out at me. Yeah, that's a lot there. Um, so, uh, Andres, yeah. with you here, hmm. let's dive into some stuff. <laughs> you young, young, young point of, you you point young of view. Man. Now, yeah, um, look, I remember at 25, I had my first quarter-life crisis. They're good. Stand by for that. <laughs> um they're scared awesome. me, man. Yeah, we haven't had a chance to discuss, and I don't think you've had the forum to discuss. Uh, you're working so well behind the scenes at Schmoes to discuss what The Force Awakens meant to you, and then uh, specifically, I want to get into one of your favorite characters from the movie. But, but uh, growing up, when was your first Star Wars experience? Oh, Star Wars experience for me was. Um I grew up with the original trilogy. My dad was a big fan of Star Wars, and we watched those, I remember, mm-hmm. on VHS. And I remember watching that over and over and over again. The biggest one that stood out to me was definitely Return of the Jedi. Because that, to me, I was just a huge Vader fan. And seeing that whole Vader turning to the good side, saving his son, I was just losing it as a kid. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. And I would rewatch that over and over again. Yeah. And I loved it. I loved it um, watching that. But... Then, obviously, the prequels. Here's the thing about the prequels for me. Mm-hmm. 
I was eight years old right. when um, Phantom Menace came out. I went opening, I went midnight uh, premiere wow. to Phantom Menace with my dad. I made my dad do it. Um, I was like, Dad, please take me, please. And he's like, fine, I'll take you to see it. And I watched it, and I fell in love once again. Right. I loved it. I mean, I was eight years old. It's 1999, mm-hmm. and everything about it just it just stood out to me, and it was just amazing. Did you relate to Anakin? No, 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 no. For me... I was that kid who I liked Boba Fett. I liked mm-hmm. Darth Vader. Soon as the the two doors open up and I see Darth Maul come out, fell yeah. in love. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I'm in love. I'm in heaven right yeah. now. And he pulls out the double sabers and starts yeah. swinging. Oh, that's your moment. As, as a as a eight year old boy, when he's wearing all black, and I yeah. love black too. And yeah, I was yeah. just like, this is the best thing I've ever so seen. It was that moment with Maul, not the earlier one in the film where uh, Sidious goes, "My new apprentice." His name is Darth Maul. No, that's like, hey, what's up? He's standing behind. Is he standing behind me? He's no, right behind me. That, it's so funny because that moment as well was kind of. Co- I, I I know that's there's cool. there's not one film the the film that I've seen the most out of any movie is the Phantom Menace. Huh. I've seen the Phantom Menace probably over a hundred times. Get out! Cool. Of here. I think I memorized that film. I can. No, I mean, quote get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I can quote that film by heart. Yeah, it's like. No, there are two of them. Like that scene, it's just straight, straight up. I remember. Is that legal? (laughs) (laughs) They're in the ventilation shaft. Oh, George, George, (laughs) make it legal. (laughs) But for me, it's like you can criticize me and say, "Oh," oh," but for me, it's like I'm eight years old and I saw it again at nine, Mm -hmm. and it's like this is amazing for me as a kid. I never liked Jar Jar or anything like that. And rewatching it again, I realize what it is. I realize what the prequels are. They're not good movies but they're movies that i can appreciate and they're they're stories that i can appreciate there's Mm -hmm. a lot wrong with it but i feel like if you take out the over the top silliness of jar jar or Mm -hmm. the ridiculous dialogue in certain scenes there are moments in there that could be a pretty good movie that's what i feel but yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. i I love um darth maul phantom menace i saw it Mm -hmm. six times in theaters I saw right. Attack of the Clones five times in theaters, and I saw Revenge of the Sith four times in theaters. Yeah, sliding scale like yeah. most of us. Yeah, yeah I, on Spotlight Star Wars recently, I did a thing where I I, ta- I wanted people to to hashtag in their favorite like the early moments that hooked them. Where I can say now as an adult, well, the, it's the morality of uh, Empire Strikes Back at play, and it's the doc. That, but really, there was something, and for me, it was in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. All the moments that were tiny that as a kid, eight seeing Jedi that made me snap into Star Wars, and I put it out there, and I said, I bet, I'm suspecting for a lot of you, it's in the prequels. And I got a long list of people going, yeah, it is the pod race. Yeah, it's Darth Maul. Yeah, it's Padme. Yeah, it's there. So, mm-hmm. say what we will about the prequels, but it is Star Wars. Yeah, and as an adult now, I can honestly say that the original trilogy is where it's at, and it's it's mm-hmm. beautiful storytelling, for sure. Return of the Jedi is still my favorite, because it still has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the prequels, for me, I enjoy them for what they are. Cool. I grew up with them. It's some thing for my childhood um there's some good stuff there's some good characters in there so yeah i, I have sure. to ask because i'm always curious about yeah. the age thing did you ever have any pause or any doubt about the ewoks or were you always like thumbs up on the ewoks <laughs> <laughs> sorry jennifer <laughs> i'm looking at you jennifer come on I, i'm ewoks, fascinated by this uh, i never really i never really paid attention to them to okay. me they, I, I just never acknowledged them i was just, <laughs> <What>? <laughs> so you you cope with the horror of the ewoks oh by pretending they weren't there is that what you're saying <laughs> I'm putting words in your mouth, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, to me, the Ewoks. I, I, it was a, even as a kid, it was a bit silly that they were taking out stormtroopers. 
But then again, stormtroopers to me were just they were they. You never saw them being really bad. Yeah, you exactly. Were only told that they were exactly. Yeah, right. yeah for yeah. sure. Well, it wasn't until my early twenties that I really, really uh, was like, how do those rocks penetrate those helmets? <laughs> I can't say that I did. I, as a child, I did laugh at the scene of C three PO with the Ewoks. I remember that was being oh, that was yeah. hilarious yeah. to me when they were like, oh, and worshiping yeah, him yeah. and all that. God, that, yeah. guy's that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's wife. Uh, you okay with this, Landa? We're gonna oh, keep him around God. here. Yes, yes, yeah. 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 I'm so I'm fascinated by the Ewoks thing as we continue to talk about new movies coming out because I think mm-hmm. the little sliver of people who passionately hate the Ewoks only exist in people who were alive to see Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. and had time to imagine what they thought should be in Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were angered by what came based on what they they thought should mm-hmm. come. And that's and why I'm always fascinated by they it. They got booties yeah. and zippers. Yep, for those little creatures. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite Ewok again? Is it, is it just is it just Wicked? Uh, yeah. Low Gray Chirpa. No, no, I do. I love Wicked. Okay. I love Wicked because, like uh, Warwick Davis said, you know, like he modeled his character after his dog or seen yeah. dogs, and there is something I love dogs, and so that's why I love the Ewoks. I'm con- I'm convinced that at some point we're going to see an Ewok again. Oh, I think so. <gasps> I think we have to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, it'd be awesome. <laughs> I just, I, I want it. Uh, Screw you, you Ewok haters. Sorry. So, uh, Mr. Ace, yeah. y- y- going into The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. I know you were as excited as the oh, rest of yeah. us, man. I, I, this uh, means a lot to you. So, I work in production, and it's really tough for me to take days off. We're working 12 hours a day, writing, producing, uh, making sure everything is set for a television program that I work for. And it's really hard to take days off. And I was like, I'm taking this day off. I took <laughs> the Force Awakens day off. Me and my friend from work, we took it off. And we were going to line up like at noon yeah. for an 8 o'clock uh, time slot for the Force Awakens. We were that excited for the movie. And, yeah, I was so, so pumped up for it, man. We went in the theater. Um, we saw it. I can't lie. First time I saw it, I was very nitpicky about everything i was seeing yeah I, I, every every single moment on screen i was like oh, i'm not sure about that okay that was a little quick all right you know take your time jj and i was just like <laughs> <laughs> figuring everything out and trying to see then when, you're gonna uh, have to apologize to me later <laughs> <laughs> and then i mean the kylo ren stuff too because i was really excited for kylo ren i had yeah. my kylo ren t-shirt mm-hmm. i bought my kylo ren pop uh yeah uh funko pop figure and uh, I was just like, all right, Kylo Ren, he's cool. He's cool. All right. He's a little weird. All right. All right. Okay. He took off his mask. All right. All right. Now he's starting to to whine a little bit. Okay. Try not to whine, man. And then uh, I was nitpicking everything. But after I've seen it four times in theaters, after a few times, again, I definitely enjoyed it more and more. It got better more and more I saw it. And yeah. the first time around, I was like, it's good. It's a good movie. There's a few flaws. You know, there's a few things that I would change. Uh, saw saw it again and again, and I started to like it a lot more. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. And uh, you mentioned Kylo. Kylo still your favorite character? Ah, see, I don't know. I don't know. Favorite character for me, Poe is definitely up there. Yeah. Poe is one of my favorites for sure. Um, a character that I feel like it was a bit underused. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Kylo is. I think he's a lot of fun. I think he's a fun character. I think mm-hmm. he's one of those villains who's like. He's just one of those guys who I really wanted him to be kind of just this dark, insane power guy. But he was more like a dark, insane 
teenage power guys. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. With a lot of hormones and emotions. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, to me, Poe and Kylo are probably my favorites yeah. for sure. I like Ray a lot, too. I thought she yeah. was a lot of fun as Ray's well. Ray's great, too. Yeah. We do want to talk about Poe Dameron today. Put some stuff out there um, because uh, Poe's a great character. I agree with you. Under, underutilized. But mm-hmm. more to come, I think. He is Yavin 4's favorite son. He mm-hmm. is the uh, son of Lieutenant Shara Bay and Sergeant Kess Dameron, featured in the Shattered Empire comic series, which is four issues and uh, features a lot of things, uh, a lot of little interesting tidbits that still might factor into the universe. Um, Poe uh, gained a lot of uh, uh, attention for being the guy that at the beginning of the movie was the first to break the ice. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think uh, tr- our, our listener Trevor uh, Timmis uh, checked in saying, what I loved about Poe is he's, he seemed to be to love being in the Star Wars universe and his excitement equaled our own. I think some same could be said for Finn at times, but uh, <laughs> Poe early on made it all right to laugh and enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. Fair to say? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The, yeah, this, the, he has the first laugh, and it is not uh, wacky or dopey. It is organic to the character. We learn something about the character, and it it is literally the spirit of resistance. Yeah. All packed into a, a joke. Into a well time. It was yeah. one of those things, too, like in the theater when I first saw it, the, the, the opening night, there was so much tension, I feel, initially. People were like, oh, God, please let this be good. Let this be good. We're kind of, you know, yeah. getting into it. And then when uh, Oscar Isaac delivers that line, it was like just all that tension was released with huge laughter. It was like, yeah. okay, this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I can enjoy this now. Mm-hmm. Of course, we're still nitpicking, you know, but I mean, overall. Just part of the enjoyment. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. I, right. feel, I feel like that whole first scene with Poe and Finn and everything that was going on was just great. Yeah. Because you felt a lot of charisma, a lot yes. of back and forth between between the two. You can tell, like, this is going to be a lot of fun with Poe, which is why I was kind of like, where'd he go? Yeah. <laughs> he disappeared. Yeah. He did. And For, maybe... Like, a huge portion of the movie. Yeah, maybe yeah. intentionally. Uh, I mean, JJ, we, we've talked about on the show before. JJ had plans to kill him at that point. Yeah, right. uh, not survive that crash. Uh, Andres, I do want to ask what he means to you, though, as yeah. as, as a Latino male who's not been represented well in the Star Wars universe. No. That mm-hmm. carried some weight for you. It did. Yeah, man. For me, I'm a you know because I talk about it like every single sure. day. That and your jug of water. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I, I'm really. I even I had a conversation with my dad about it last night about how I feel like there's not a lot of representation in Hollywood for strong Latino characters. There's just not a lot, man. That's mm. why I'm a huge fan of uh, Pedro Pascal, uh, yeah. Oberyn Martell. He's still my favorite oh, character in right. Game of Thrones. Because yeah. awesome. to me, as soon as he came on screen, I was like, finally, a strong, powerful, cool Latino character that we can root for and that we can connect to. And for me, Oscar Isaac, you know, he's from mm. Guatemala. Mm-hmm. His family's from there. He He speaks Spanish. And what's great is that um, my mom, you know, she doesn't speak a word of English at all. Mm-hmm. And and she was telling me how she watches the Spanish television shows. And he would come on to Spanish television shows. Oh, cool. Along with Lupita Nyong'o, who a lot of people don't know is Mexican. Yes, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, she's Mexican-African. So she was born in Mexico, raised in Mexico. So she speaks fluent Spanish. So that those two. So I would say my two Latino characters mm-hmm. are Lupita cool. and Oscar Isaac. And mm-hmm. for me, that was such a great thing that the you know Kathleen mm. Kennedy did with uh casting for me casting someone who was a strong latino character that we can say finally he's cool he represents you know part of us and and we're getting this representation and also even in future movies with Benicio del Toro mm. and, oh, yes. and 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 just 
a lot of Latino representation, and I appreciate that so much because I don't we don't see that a lot. We mm-hmm. don't. We just don't. So mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think it's awesome. Carried some weight. Jennifer, you agree, obviously? Yes. Yes. I mean, that's exactly how I felt. I was so, it means so much to see ourselves on screen. That's why, you know, like we're talking about uh, potentially Luke Skywalker being gay. It is so important to have the diversity, have it reflect what our society looks like. Because if we're not there, then it sends a message of like, well, am I, are my stories not worthy of being told? Mm-hmm. Am I not a hero too? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really how it felt. I mean, my mind was blown when I was a child and I loved West Side Story and I thought Natalie Wood was a Latina. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, it turns out most of the people in that film were just wearing, you know, makeup. Yeah, I, yeah. And it shattered me because I'm like, who do I have to look up to? Can I even be an actor because nobody looks like me? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I hate to say it, but Jennifer Lopez, she was huge for me because I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. somebody that kind Kind of like has you know my color skin like this is so powerful so yeah. I'm excited for from the fly girl days from the beginning right <laughs> honestly yeah I loved in living color yeah <laughs> totally yeah, good. totally yeah. but yeah so I'm excited for for the future of Star Wars and for my child and for our, our children mm-hmm. yeah yeah I mean again it's another it's an issue that Hollywood faces nowadays and it's an issue that gets overlooked quite a bit, especially with uh, with Latinos, because it's mm. almost like, oh, they, they speak perfect English, and it's fine. They can play white. And it's like, mm. is that really how we want to be portrayed? It's just, just someone who we can brush over, but it's someone who actually says, yes, I am Latino, and you can feel the Latino, like mm. again, like Oberyn, and like even like Poe as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. And I feel, feel, for me watching, I really liked that Poe, he wasn't any stereotype. Yeah. Either. You know, he yeah. wasn't like, here are the really obvious ham fisted signifiers mm-hmm. of being mm-hmm. Latino for white people to get. You know, he's just, you know, <laughs> like, maybe they won't understand this Hola. is cool unless he, like, you know, snaps his fingers and, you know, does some fire dancing or some whatever bullshit yeah, yeah. stereotype, you know? No one called there them was... spicy. Like, we're like, oh, yeah. we're okay here. They handled, they executed but, it. But, like, well. when I think through mine, I'm like, who have I seen? It's, it is. It's a lot of drug yeah. dealers, or if it's a heroic person, there's really that, those, like, really dumb stereotypes. Like, you know, oh, mm-hmm. my, I'm going to have a rose in my mouth and I'm going <laughs> to seduce you with my eyes. You know, like, yeah. just utter bullshit. And I feel, yeah. it, to me, it was yeah. cool to see Poe just be this strong character with such attitude of like, I am confident, I am supportive, I can get things done with none of the sort of ham-fisted stereotypes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. I've had conversations, again, every day I have conversations like this, but that's a great, that's a great point as well. We, if we do get representation, even I see trailers for new shows that are coming out in Mm -hmm. FX and in TV, and it's, it's pretty much all the same. Every single representation of us is some sort of form of drug dealing. Mm -hmm. And whether, and that was Mm -hmm. my big issue with a great show that I love, Breaking Bad. But every single character, every single Latino character in that show (laughs) wants to either shoot you or sell you drugs. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, I mean, and it felt like, oh, I mean, finally we have, again, with Oberyn Mm -hmm. and now with Poe, people who are starting to show a different side to that. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I think it's great. And they did, I mean, they did, I'm hearing in your voice, they they did a good job of the execution of that character. Mm -hmm. Like Joseph said, not over the subject. I I, I was talking about Ray last week on, on Spotlight Star Wars. I feel... Jennifer, this is where you're more of an expert, uh, uh, um, to have that strong female character. You could have put almost anything in there and there would have been like a positive reaction, but it could have been bad. It could have been, it could have been bad. Yeah. But they earned all of it with Ray to me, the way they 
everything from casting, execution, everything. Where it it was it was a home run for me. Yes. Um, is, is for just Ray itself and, and Poe. Are you happy with the execution of it? Absolutely, because they hi- they hired they hired fantastic actors, which debunks the idea of oh well you know we didn't cast a female because there's not really that many talented <laughs> women or there's not that uh, many talented Latinos. You know that's what they always say. Well, the, who, we don't have that many stars. It's like well actually mm-hmm. you do, but you just don't give them the opportunity. So that's number one. And then number two, they're three-dimensional characters. They're characters that are relatable, yeah. that you're not ha- relying on these stereotypes, which these stereotypes, they're not only bad just because they're you know, stereotypes, but also because they create a distance almost between hmm. the viewer and that character. It's like, well, I can't relate to that because I'm not a drug dealer and I'm not, you know. Uh, right. So it's like you made these characters that are just... They're likable. Mm-hmm. Poe was so likable yeah. and charming. Every time he came on screen, I was like, ah, he was like that swashbuckler. He was like mm-hmm. the Han Solo. And and it was in that moment that I'm like, you know what? The new cast, they, they can take <laughs> over. I'm okay. Yeah. You know, I, this is going to be good. Yeah. Like when Ray says, you know, don't take my hand. Right. That's her character. That was exactly. It's not a commercial for feminism. No, That's, that is no. an excellent point. And, yes. and 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 I I am of the type that you you have to hit those those points right, or you could go wrong. It right. does. It's too bad it does go wrong. Yeah. But it's still in this day and age it goes goes wrong because of this bite-sized media soundbite world we live in and and they they handled that moment it, it's one of my favorite moments yeah. because yes. that's the character everything that's right. empowering about ray and poe is organic to the character mm-hmm. which i think is so like if you watch old james bond movies i'm a big james bond fan me too and that that series is the most sexist thing probably on the planet <laughs> and has been trying not to be sexist since the 60s but it's almost always in a ham-fisted way of like whoa james bond saw that pretty lady punch someone and he almost winks the camera going like, I guess ladies can do things. You know, and it's like, you know, it's uh, it's well-intentioned, but always ham-fisted. And right. I think that's why everything works yeah. and doesn't feel like just a commercial for the concept mm-hmm. of diversity. Like, and, and there's a part of me like, it'd be fine if it was. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not because it comes organically from the characters. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think a lot would works with Ray as well is, is Daisy Ridley. I think she brings so much to that character and I feel like her as an actress and her even as a person mm-hmm. just brings a lot of personality and heart to Ray. And you can even tell just by her social media presence on yeah. Instagram or anything else where she's she's telling you this stuff about, you know, being a woman and being a girl in, in, in these type of movies and just bringing herself to the role and mm-hmm. bringing just a organic, authentic, realistic form of who she is, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, this is who the character is and she's not going to change because someone wants her to change. I think that's great. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. and something for Poe as well is I, I like how he's the best pilot in the galaxy. I mm-hmm. love how he's just this great strong and he has this strong presence where he's not just some guy who's just like oh i'm here you know i'm gonna do mm-hmm. some stuff but he doesn't do anything but you can actually <laughs> see him Captain <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh, but you God. can actually see that i love that scene where you see him taking out all the tie fighters oh, yeah. and then and finn is just like yeah the best pilot and he just screams it out because <laughs> yeah. that's how i felt watching that too because i was watching that whole scene and even though it's cgi you could feel like wow scene. this guy is good that yeah. seems like me playing back Battlefront. Just saying. Just saying. Like, where, where Finn is just watching? Yeah. Like, yeah. It's me. I'm oh, okay. watching Ace play. Because oh, one of the best parts of Star Wars is the air fight scenes. Yes. And I, I, being a fan of Rebels as well, I love Hera. Hera is my favorite character Hera's in great. Rebels. Yeah. 
by far. I think she's amazing. And seeing her just be a badass pilot is just so much fun to watch. I think that's what the same thing I got from Poe as well, being like, wow, this guy's great. Yeah. And you can feel that throughout the movie. Yeah. And Amy Wishman Nalen checks in at Amy Wishman and she says, Poe is a perfect amount of stubble, regardless of time of day. <laughs> I look up that so well. Um, and uh, our friends over at Imperial Podcasting say, Poe is just such a nice guy. It's impossible not to love him. That speaks a lot to Oscar Isaac, who mm-hmm. you, the more you see this guy out there, the more he's playing the Star Wars theme on his guitar and everything. This dude is a guy I want to hang out with. Yeah. Um, again, which is why I think they did such a good job with the casting of these three leads that really that, that pitch perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think the fact that the plan had been to kill him and that they did bring him back in is, you know, as much as I would have loved to see more Poe, it makes me feel like, okay, well, the how great he was mm-hmm. made it that Poe is going to be one of the big three yeah. and that we're going to get to spend a lot more time with him. Right. Yeah, that happens sometimes. Uh, again, we always seem to go to the Game of Thrones examples, Andres, because that yep. means so much to us. But there's so many characters on the show. Roz is the one, which is you know, the, the, the prostitute in season one. Wasn't supposed to be anything but the actors uh, actress herself and she's and she's not in the books and they just like they, they expanded that character yeah. that huh. i'm relating poe to a prostitute from game of thrones <laughs> i realize i'm saying that out loud i'm sure though at some point yeah they were like look who we have in oscar yeah. Isaac, and look right. who we have in this character yeah and it, it was great when he came back too I, I remember watching the movie with my mom which was an amazing experience because my oh, mom yeah. we saw it like at a very early show time so there wasn't a lot of people in theaters and we saw it mm-hmm. later on and my mom like again doesn't speak a word of english but the whole time she's just whispering in my ear she's like oh my god that's amazing but all in spanish and then the scene where uh we see post ship just go down and the tie fighter goes in the sand I'm, i turn to my mom and i'm like sorry there goes a latino and she's like dang it man and she's like all upset and then as soon as poe comes back i like give her a nudge on the shoulder and it's like look mom and she's like oh he's back and she just goes nuts and it's so it's great it, I, again having that having my mom's perspective who's not a huge fan of star wars mm-hmm. and and having her react to every moment in every scene having her re- react to ray was such a delight for me because mm. to me that that's to me that's the, the presence i look up to for a strong woman is my mom mm. and having her react to ray just saying and not knowing a thing about the movie not seeing a trailer and just her saying wow i love this girl she's just so energetic and strong and look at her go man she's just you know taking people out and just i love this girl she kept turning to me and saying that and i was oh like yeah that, it's such it's such a fun place to watch it, seeing my mom's perspective and then at the end of the movie when Luke comes out and seeing my mom tearing <gasps> up <laughs> did she know who Luke was though? no she did it, I was it, it gonna was, say, <laughs> that nice old man it's the, it's the, the man from the VHS tapes has gotten quite old yeah. and, and see, I, I just loved it because to me seeing her react to Han's death and her react to Kylo Ren mm-hmm. when he removes his mask and him talking to his, his t- talking to Han and she's like oh maybe he is he is being you know, maybe he is apologizing. Oh, wait, no, he's not apologizing. Oh, he's going to kill him. Oh, he's dead. And he's yeah. just having to react to all that. It was just a lot of fun. I love hearing oh, the stories awesome. of the fresh eyes on Star Wars. Oh, yeah, it was, it was fun. We're, I mean, we're naturally a little cynical as fans. We're naturally going to be like, good Chewie should have hugged him for two seconds. Uh, and also, we're just in this day and age so aware of what's coming. Even though I wasn't yeah. spoiled. Like you and I would talk, Joseph. Yeah, we could take a few frames from each trailer and probably had the movie play played out. A right. lot of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the last thing I wanted to say about Poe yeah. is I feel like the one of the big challenges of bringing Star Wars back was to say like, well, the prequels, good or bad, were about tormented souls. Mm. 
and we want to convince people that Star Wars will be fun again. Mm-hmm. And I think right. Poe not only breaks people up to to laugh right away, but how supportive he is of Finn and that he is having fun doing everything, it, it immediately convinces you, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Even, yeah. Though, it's, even mm-hmm. though it's life and death and like, he was bloody and tortured and we're still just like, hey, let's get a beer. Like, <laughs> so he's still playing the conflict, but just invites all of that just energy and fun. Yeah. Right? And even his relationship with BBA, it was just, oh, yeah, it, it almost felt like your connection with BBA because everyone was like, BBA is so great. I love BBA. Yeah, and yeah. having Poe react to BBA was kind of like our reaction to BBA. And it, yeah. We felt like, yeah, that's if I had a BBA, that's how I would react. Yeah. I'd be like, buddy, and just scream and go running towards him and hug him. Yeah, yeah. And our connection to uh, his jacket, too. Is, uh, I want that jacket. Well. They're yeah. selling it online, you know. You should keep it. My birthday's thousand. coming up, Jennifer. <laughs> Wink. Um, in closing on Poe there, you mentioned, uh, and I think we all can agree, the character was underutilized yeah. one way or another, yeah. whether intended or not. Uh, going forward, 8 and 9, where do you want to take Poe, Ace? Yeah, I want to see a lot of Poe. I want to see Poe go on adventures with Finn, which is probably the route they're going to go, what it seems like. And I, I, I want to see... I, obviously, he did something significant in The Force Awakens by basically taking down Starkiller Base. But I, I want to see him interact more with different characters and, and explore more his... Obviously, we know his backstory based mm-hmm. on the comics, but explore it more in the movies and, mm-hmm. and maybe see where he goes and see him establish relationships with other people. So mm-hmm. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Obviously, I think they're heading towards that with Finn as well. Sure. So. Absolutely. Jennifer, where are you taking Poe? I'm just thinking right now, what about even like a standalone film? Why not? Hey, he is, you're starting the Force Awakens anthologies already. <laughs> I, I am. Like I am. And the, the comics are coming out, right? Where he's There's doing his a Poe comic out soon. Yeah. 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 In April. I'm looking forward to that, too. I just think that he's such a fantastic, Oscar Isaac is such a fantastic actor that I just mm. want to see more of him. Um, but it's so tough because I want to see more of Finn and I want to see more of Ray. So right. it's going to be that balancing act, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where are you taking him, Joseph? I think as long as he has an emotional crisis, because I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I have described him as everybody's uh, sexy older brother. Of, like, you know, he's got everybody's back he's and so how. confident he's got everybody's back uh and i want to just see him have that depth that i think everything episode eight is going to have speaking of the ring cycle i think it's going to put all of the characters through the darkness of attack of the clones and empire strikes back and i just want him even if it's not a ton of screen time because they have so much to juggle i want him to have a, a story like a journey that he's going through he has to face a dark side of himself as well mm. i like that i That's like good. all that i want to see him have some swashbuckling adventures and take a take a leadership role in the resistance uh we are going to move on from uh our friend poe he is our friend and yours uh take a couple hashtag questions and then go into some fun segments and uh, joseph and i are going to talk about where we are in this upcoming weekend if you're listening as the show was released uh this week um uh, a lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. A question um, uh, comes from Ryan Wren at Falcon Gunner 33. And guys, we're not going to go into a ton of questions today. We're going to have more in other episodes. Cool. But we're going to discuss this one uh, at hashtag Force Center. And you can, of course, follow us at Force Center Pod. Ryan asks us, guys, are you disappointed with the lack of canon tie ins from the new canon to Force Awakens? Makes me question why I read this stuff. I wanted more <laughs> backstory. Uh, Joseph, start us off because you had some thoughts. Yeah, I think they did a great job in the, the broad strokes of getting people excited about Star Wars in general. And uh, if you read the young adult uh, stories, the Han, Luke, Leia, and then the Before the Awakening that came out after the movie, mm-hmm. uh, there's some great flavor stuff. But I feel like it is a, a fascinating marketing train wreck that in the books, the same thing happened as the toys where characters that were featured prominently mm-hmm. didn't end up having any significance to the movie. And mm-hmm. I'm glad that the movie got to do its own thing and it wasn't a tail wagging the dog thing. But yeah, that uh, Weapon of a Jedi was Luke's feature book. Yeah. Featured the character Sarko Plank. He's a really cool character. I saw his action figure. He's a really cool looking character. You were ace talking about like just the characters who look cool when you're a kid. It's like Sarko Plank looks like a character. I would have just needed that action figure yeah. when I was a kid. Nowhere, nowhere in the movie that I can find. As Simon and Garfunkel once sang, where have you gone, Constable Zuvio? <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars nation turns their eyes to yeah. you. Yeah. 
yeah, you know what, Ryan? It's a great question. I invested a lot of money and time into the new Canon. I still am, and I love a lot of it. I understand why the, every page and every plot point can't tie into The Force Awakens, because my parents definitely didn't read those books. And a lot of Star Wars fans, more than you'd think, didn't read those books and yeah. comics. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, there was a little bit of reward. There was a little bit of reward for Snap Wexley being in there, yeah. for Jess Tester Pava being in there, uh, and a lot of other characters. Some more to come. Um, but, uh, you know, again, you mentioned Beyond the Awakening, Joseph. Great little series of, uh, of stories uh, mm-hmm. focusing on Finn, Ray, and Poe, and it did enlighten me. Yeah. After the lot. movie. Yeah. I'm okay with it coming a little bit after the movie. I don't know, though. I didn't need everything going in, so I'd like those questions, but I don't want to say I was cheated. That's not right at all, but yeah, you're right, Joseph. There's a lot of like, well, that was there. I was ready for it. Not there. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, yeah, they did well in the in the broad strokes. They're great Almost all of the books and comics, I think, are great, so I don't think they're a waste. Mm-hmm. But in terms of that tie-in, the, the, right. it only worked up to a point. Right, especially if you, if you call things a journey to The Force Awakens. It was, again, kind of how Aftermath, I thought, suffered a little bit from being advertised as the, the, the sequel to Return of the Jedi, just not with the characters you knew. <laughs> uh, that can hurt it there. Jennifer, uh, you, as you raise a Padawan, probably don't have a time to yeah. read all these books, so maybe you have a different perspective. Yeah, I mean, I, I had tried to read as much as I could before I gave birth to my Padawan. Uh, so, you know, comics here and there and trying getting through part of the books. Right. So but what was interesting which you guys talked about the canon episode where it's like i was watching the film and i'm like i don't know this i don't know any of this okay gotta remember that okay who are these people wait what what did he just say and so it's like like how do you smell guavian yeah Yeah, right i mean and so the visual dictionary came out and i'm like going through i'm like okay got it now i know about all these people so i kind of like that after the fact is that i can now go back and say "Ooh, i want to learn more about snap wexley and i want to learn more about these different characters um now that i've seen them on screen Kind of, yeah, kind of helps me, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Wade through all that. I like having the backstory to go with her. Again, like I said, Beyond the Awakening was great yeah. because I was like, oh, that's why Finn was upset that that stormtrooper got killed next to him. Because yeah. it was his buddy that he'd taken under his wing. I didn't need to know that going into the movie, but, but at the same time, yeah, you invest a lot. As Star in the Star Wars nerd bubble, we invested a lot and we studied everything, and uh, I felt at times that uh, um, it wasn't as uh, I didn't need to as much as maybe I did, mm. um, but I still yeah. would have. If, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's not lie. Yeah. Yeah. Fleshed out side characters, and some of them were even in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is always an issue that comes up with a lot of connected universes. Even even uh, um, I know I'm I'm going off topic a little bit, but even the Marvel universe where they create this entire universe where everything is connected and yet they don't acknowledge it. I'm, I'm a big uh, Marvel TV fan, where okay. whether it comes to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I'm a big fan of, and I make that very clear, even though a lot of people don't like it. I like it. I, I think it's a fun show. Yeah. And the Netflix Marvel stuff. Mm. I, I think... You, you get a little disappointed when it, it, it doesn't show up in the movie, but the movies may really make it a point to say we're our own thing. Mm-hmm. So even if you're going to read these these canon novels and all this stuff, it's probably not going to show up too much in the movie, which is, as a fan, really disappointing because you feel like you're investing all this time and effort and money mm-hmm. into seeing something that would hopefully show up in the movie in some fashion, but it doesn't because they don't want to exclude anyone else as far mm. as like the, the general fan base. But speaking on that, I, I do, as again, as a Rebels fan, for, I think it's such a fun opportunity 
to have that opportunity to tie it in with Rogue One. Yeah. I think it would be such a missed opportunity to, to mm-hmm. at least put one character, whether it be Sabine or just or someone, to, mm-hmm. to put him in. And, 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 and it's one of those things where you can introduce them to new fans in the movie. But as someone who's a Rebels fan, you can say, I know who that is. Right. It's such yeah. a fun opportunity where you're not excluding anyone, but you're also including people who sure. are in that whole canon universe thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so. good. I like that. Including. I like that. Do you think you think Ahsoka dies in Rogue One? <laughs> I think Ahsoka dies oh. in Rebels. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I, I think, think they're going to kill her. Oh, oh yeah. I think the shoot. way they should use Rogue One is because obviously they have plenty of story they want to tell. I think Ahsoka is not long for mm-hmm. for this world, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think it'd be great to use Rogue One. Could you meet Sabine or mm-hmm. Hera, and they're in a bar and they're bummed, mm-hmm. and then we as fans get rewarded for seeing them, but also get to wonder. What happened? Ooh. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. he's talking like about that. Breaking Bad is that trope that gets used a lot in in television, where you see your hero messed up at the beginning of the episode, and then you're watching the whole episode, knowing I know my friend's going to get messed up, and I yeah. think it'd yeah. be great to do that with Rogue One Rebels. And it's such a great opportunity with someone like Sabine, where she is a younger character. I mean, I lo- Hera is my favorite mm-hmm. by a mile, but Sabine for me is just that perfect opportunity where where she's an, an awesome, really well developed character. And you can take her because she's so young. Whether it's not like, oh, well, they're going to be too old or something like that. Which, well, Sabine's a young mm-hmm. girl, so you can take her. And even Hera, I think it just would be a missed opportunity if they didn't do that. I think the only character from Rebels to appear in Rogue One will be Chopper the Farquaad. <laughs> I think we know that's the fact there. Joseph, we're going to move on to some fun and games. Excellent. Yes, we are trying out this new segment that we did in the last couple episodes called Finish the Fan Fiction, where I write a little bit of the beginning of a story, and then you guys complete it here on the panel, and then we throw it out to you on our Facebook page at Force Center on the old Facebook. And I wanted to read a couple of good responses we got to the two previous Finish the Fan Fiction Great. games that we got. The first one we played, here's the fan fiction that I provided. Han walked confidently into the room. Hey, kid, he said, what do you think of my new jacket? Luke sighed and said, and this was the completion, looks good on you. Han replied, I know. Uh, that was uh, written in by good. Brian Ward. Good. Thank you, very, Brian. Very good, good one. Very good answer. Uh, and here is the second one. Obi-Wan sat in his hut, communing with the living force. He was trying hard not to get angry. Just as he was starting to calm down, Yoda's voice popped into his mind and said, Remove that thing on your forehead. A dermatologist can. <laughs> That was from Michael Beatrice. So thank you guys. <laughs> oh, good old Mike for Beatrice. Finishing the fan fiction. <laughs> Absolutely. And being cruel there. So we have a new one. You guys ready ready to play a new one? Yeah. yeah. All, yeah. Right. All right. You ready, Ace? I, I you, guess I'm ready, man. Do you know what you're doing? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> He's gonna prompt us. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna finish. Yeah, sounds do you wanna good. do you wanna go last? When I say out so loud you can hear, hear it done first? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Ken, do you wanna throw yourself on the old lightsaber and go first? Sure, sure. All right. Sure, sure, sure. Here's your prompt. C-3PO had been told to shut up by seven different people in the last 15 minutes. When General Riken told him to shut his protocol hole, 3PO decided to teach the general the true power of protocol. He turned and... Said, sir, I am fluent in over six million forms of comebacks. I will activate my comeback protocol now. I will also have you point out that I was in the care of a very, very esteemed Captain Antilles on the blockade runner. And then Rykan turned around and said, didn't he have your memory wiped? <laughs> Trivia said, I am unaware of that, sir. I will go find that information now. 3PO left and didn't return for three hours, forgetting that he had originally set out to insult Rykan. Nice. Very nice. Point. Yeah, that's good. That's very good. You ready, Jennifer? 
Uh, yeah. Do you want? <laughs> I, I don't know why. Like we talked you about before. You looked as apprehensive <laughs> as Chirpa about to be served a meal of Solo. Here, here's the here's the, here's why I like games like this. They're great if you do a good job, and they're great if you do a terrible job. So there's really, really no pressure. I'm having improv flashbacks. <laughs> yes, and. Okay, yeah. all right. Okay, I'll just give you. I'll just give you the the last sentence. Okay. You ready? Yeah. When General Rican told him to shut his protocol hole, three PO decided to teach the general the true power of protocol. He turned and said, "How dare you, sir? Do you know how difficult it is to be a protocol droid? We have all sorts of different communication. I'm expected to speak with everyone. It is incredibly, incredibly difficult. Do you know?" As C three PO babbled on, uh, <laughs> Rican just turned away and walked off. The end. I know it's nice. It's pretty nice. realistic, though. I that could was, see that happening. That was, yeah. Uh, 3PO is like, yeah, his anger protocol got engaged. Yeah. And Regan's like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. All right. I like that 3PO's anger involves listing his responsibilities. That seems like something <laughs> to do. You ready, Ace? I, I, I will try. All right. <laughs> Remember, there's no way to do this wrong. Okay. When General Regan told him to shut his protocol hole, 3PO decided to teach the general the true power of protocol. He turned and... He turned and called upon his Ewok army. Yes! As they ascended upon Raikon, they surrounded him with spears and rocks. 3PO was now the general instead. <laughs> the bloody end. Wow. Yeah, see, I, it's, I, it's great. The first thing in my head is violence. I don't yeah, know. No, no, that's, that, I think that's a natural reaction to any Star Wars prompt to think violent space bears. I got this. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, uh, one day, though, we're going we're gonna to flip this. Script here. I want to hear some of your stories. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we can. We, yeah. You, you guys can I'll come throw, up with some. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll come up with Yeah, maybe next one we'll round robin each other. Yeah, Great. yeah. Absolutely. Which It'll again, when you say it out loud, so I know. It's a different. <laughs> I know what I said. We'll round robin each other, and you guys will listen and enjoy it. Uh, and yeah, I'll put this this prompt up on our Facebook uh, the day this episode comes out, and we'd love to hear you guys' response out there in Force Central Land. Absolutely. We like doing that there. So as we come to a close here, Joseph, any other housekeeping uh, uh, we need to do in show yeah. here? Yeah, we need to plug. We need to plug Wizard World. That's uh, right. So this weekend, as you guys are listening to this, uh, Ken and I are going to be at Wizard World in Las Vegas. I'm going to be doing a stand-up show, but we're also going to be doing the first live episode of Databank Brawl. That's mm-hmm. our podcast here on the Force Center feed where we pick some random characters from StarWars.com, read the true canonical information about them and then make them fight for our amusement and uh, i've set up a fun little tournament for us to do oh it's in a the tournament show. yeah oh, it's gonna be nice. uh, one match and then one match and then those two winners will go on and they're all based on audiences suggestions we've got uh with the hashtag databank brawl so it's gonna be violent it's gonna be fun it's gonna be funny and it's going to be in Las Vegas. <laughs> That's going to be great. So that is, uh, I believe it's, uh, it's Saturday at noon, right? Is that panel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday yeah. right around noon. And you can find the exact time and all the details on wizardworld.com, or you can find them on my personal site at josephscrimshaw.com slash live dash shows. And we'll make sure to put up on the uh, Force Center Facebook page and tweet it out as well. So if you're in uh, Las Vegas and you're local and you like going to Wizard World, can't say enough nice things about Wizard World. I work a lot with them with Screen Junkies, and they've been great and and. Uh, uh, they run a great thing over there. Brittany Wallach and her team do an amazing job. So go check out Wizard World. going to be fun. I'm a little nervous, Joseph. Why? i just a little nervous. You know, if we got a little crowd watching and, and I don't know the intricacies of Orn Freetown's fighting style or something, <laughs> I don't know what's going on. We'll there. make it up together. And if anything goes really wrong, we've, yeah. we've learned from Ace, we'll just bring Ewoks into it. Oh, That's yeah. right. Ewoks always got your back, man. Ewoks <laughs> Don't throw rocks at any of your enemies. <laughs> 
which is still one of my favorite parts of Battlefront. <laughs> Have you, you, did you? Uh, yes. Yeah. I you, saw an Ewok yeah. skitter by. <laughs> they skitter. Yes. They don't, they don't run. They no, skitter. they skitter. <laughs> that is great. So uh, this has been another episode of Force Center. It's always a great time to get together and talk with you guys. Jennifer, uh, update everyone on where you are and what you're doing and all the uh, wonderful things you've got going on. Well, yes. You can find me on Twitter at Jennifer Landa. All the social media sites, Jennifer Landa, including YouTube.com, uh, The Jedi Beat. Be sure to tune into that episode coming out soon. It's great, guys. Oh, it's good. so great. I mean, if you haven't Thank heard you. the first two, go back and check out those. But uh, I'm very excited for this one because I, I, quite frankly, wasn't too familiar with the ring theory myself. I knew what it was, but I, I was... I was learning. Oh, good. I was learning. Good. That's it's exciting stuff. That's the goal. Uh, Mr. Scrimshaw? Well, you guys can find me on all the social media. is at Joseph Scrimshaw, and you can check out my podcast, Obsessed. Uh, it is a podcast where I talk to people about things that they really like a lot, maybe even too much. Ken has been a guest. He talked about uh, how much he enjoys uh, the process of self-loathing, <laughs> and it's a really fun, funny episode. Uh, Mike Black, uh, who many of you will know, is a great comedian and a huge uh, Star Wars fan. He was on Obsessed to talk to me about his collection of action figures and if you listen to that episode you will find about out about his sigourney weaver bathroom double feature which i'm not going to tell you what it is but it's beautiful uh so check out obsessed and you can find all the information on about that on my website at josephscrimshot.com and to our wonderful guest andres ace cabrera you're one of my favorites uh and thank I, you man. I, uh i think your voice needs to be heard more in this media discussion world and maybe uh, we, we at the schmoes can kick you in front of a camera and a microphone a little bit more uh you you have a great perspective. Uh, so tell us uh, what you're doing and where they can find you from here on out. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and all the other so- uh, versions of social media at Squad Leader Ace, which is not a Star Wars reference. It's mm. actually an Attack on Titan reference, oh, uh, which nice. I'm currently wearing a shirt of right now. And I'm actually in the early phases of pre-production of creating a YouTube channel mm. all based on anime. Cool. So it's an anime review, anime-based um, YouTube channel. So great. Cool. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Fingers crossed. So tune in for that and follow his adventures and all that stuff so until next time this has been the force center podcast feed and the force center show you can follow us at force center pod hashtag force center if you have any questions for us we'll be back to answer your questions later on so until next time this has been the force center crew throwing ewoks around the room Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.